Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 57 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are in part eight of our series, What is Disease? So far in podcasts 50 to 55, we discussed the medical definition versus the natural definition of disease, cancer, cancer in the immune system, cancer treatments that are medical, cancer treatments that are natural, and the leading causes of death. Last week, we began with part one of what is heart disease. We discussed the different types of heart disease, symptoms to watch for, and causes of the disease. This week, we're discussing part two of what is heart disease. We'll talk about the risk factors, complications, and how to prevent heart disease. Welcome, everyone, to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today is part two of What is Heart Disease? This is podcast 57, and I'd like to welcome Dr. Kell to the show. Hi, Dr. Kell. Hello, everybody. Hi, Nikki. How are you today? Hi. Good. Really good. Let's do the quote of the day. Everything comes to him who hustles while he waits. And that's by Thomas Edison. I just thought that was so cool because it feels like sometimes we're just hanging on waiting for something, but yet you can still be doing something, right? And sometimes it feels like that's like life, like you're like spinning your wheels, but nothing's happening, yet you feel like you're doing a lot. Do you ever feel like that, Dr. Kell? Yes, and I agree in it. I don't know. I guess we got to read into uh, things that he says sometimes a little bit, and what I read into that is hustling while you're waiting. Read that quote one more time, would you? Okay. Everything comes to him who hustles while he waits. Yeah, so sometimes we're like, we don't know, you know, we're trying to figure out a goal or we're trying to figure out a path or a way to go. And I've found that if I'm keeping busy thinking about things, even though maybe it's not quite what I'm thinking where I want to go, that it leads to those things. And I think that's kind of what he's talking about that uh, you've got to, your mind's got to be active. You don't just want to sit and stare at the television all day waiting for something great to happen in your life. If you're not busy doing something, how do you come up with the great ideas that will then lead you to success? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's why what? That's the way I see it. How about you? Yeah. What do you, you're, you have certain goals. You're an actress and, and uh, uh, have things going on, but as time's gone on, those goals and uh, ideas and thoughts and ways you wanted to do things in life have developed, right, or uh, over time, and the original goal hasn't always ended up being what your goal is today, correct? Yeah, it's funny how life kind of pans out, like you think one thing's going to happen, or this is what you want, but that then you're led a different way, and so you learn about that, and then... Yeah, sometimes it's like you feel like you're on pause, but yet you're doing a lot, but nothing's happening. And so you're just kind of like gathering information or hustling in this quote. You know, your your hustle's on, but nothing's happening. So you're kind of like waiting. What's When's it going to happen? But yet you're like learning a ton. So I do feel like that. Like something's happening underneath the surface. But like right here and right now, you're like, God, I'm doing a lot, but... I, I don't have anything to show for it. And oftentimes you think you don't have something to show for it because maybe you end up on a path that you didn't think you were going to go to to begin with. I, I like to use the analogies of going hiking or going river rafting, things like that, where you start out on a path and you're going to ride the rapids down to a certain place. And, of course, if you're going with a uh, 
a group that has uh, some company or something, you know where the end result will be and you'll end up there. But if you're just going there, I want to, or, you know, maybe you decide to, if you're going down, you come to a fork in the river and, and your plan is to go right, but you're like, you know what, I'm going to go left. Or you're on a trail hiking to a certain place. Have you ever been hiking and, and taken a wrong turn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have too. And yeah. uh, you oftentimes go down that path for a while and then go, wait a minute, I took the wrong, wrong we went the wrong way. We're not going to get to the lake or we're not, it's not taking us where we want to go. But then you kind of go, you know what, let me just go down this way for a while and see what I find. And I think yeah. that's life. Yeah, that's that's a good analogy. I like that. Now, a, uh, a an intense person who who's so focused on their goal that they can't, you know, they put blinders on and they don't want to see anything else, they likely maybe achieve that goal faster than someone else does. Uh, mm-hmm. But they miss out on a lot of things in the process, right? Yeah. It's, it's like it's about the journey, right? Yeah, we often forget that. I agree. It's a good reminder. So anyway, back on to what, when you think about heart disease, you think about the vascular system, or at least you should, because they're all interconnected, the veins and the arteries. Remember, the arteries take blood away from the heart to the rest of the body, and the veins bring the blood back to the heart. The heart is affected uh, by what's happening in the vascular system as well, and all that's affected by all the organs and all the hormones and enzymes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that your body's creating, producing, and has lack of, I mean, you could go on and on, and we did talk more about that last week. But before we start, I just, I love this quote by Thomas Edison, because Mm. I think it applies more to my profession and the more natural professions out there when it comes to healthcare. And he said, the doctor of the future will give no medication, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. And uh, that's really what we're all about, uh, teaching people that uh, there are better ways, natural ways, mm-hmm. that uh, the earth uh, is abundant with uh, its ability to provide uh, what's needed to the human body to uh, live almost indefinitely if we really get the formula correct, which we don't have yet. But we can definitely, life is getting longer, but we don't care as much about length as we do about quality. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk for a minute about risk factors connected with heart disease. Age. I'm just going to share a few of these things and read them. Growing older increases your risk of damaged and narrowed arteries, weakened or thickened heart muscle. So what's narrowing those arteries, what's damaging the arteries and the veins is poor diet, lack of exercise, emotional stress, environmental toxins. Those are the big factors, Uh, lack of sleep. All those things affect the function of your body and as the function of your body decreases uh, or inflammation increases and you uh, slowly uh, those systems begin to degrade and and eventually lead to damage to the heart itself men are gen- <laughs> the time your gender uh, men <laughs> are generally at greater risk of heart disease the risk for women increases after menopause yes men <clears throat> and i think there's relationships 
when you really look at the overall factors, uh, for many years, men were the ones who were working and dealing with the stress of work. More and more women are in the workforce and these uh, kinds of uh, heart diseases on the increase for women uh, wow. as they spend more time in the workforce, if the, as they endure. I tend to believe that one of the single most important factor in how it affects our life and our heart is stress. Uh, all, mm. all the other things are connected, but stress is a big one. Because when you're under stress, your sympathetic nervous system, your fight and flight system are always active, and and that causes uh, a multitude of, of ill factors taking place in your body, especially inflammation. Let's see, mm. family history. A family history of heart disease increases your risk of coronary artery disease, especially if a parent develops it at an early age, before age 55 for a male, such as your brother or father, and 65 for a female relative, such as your mother or sister. You know, there's different ways to look at family history. Uh, oftentimes it's ignored that uh, the way we eat and the lifestyle we have is passed on from generation to generation as well. And I believe those are as significant as they are as a genetic predisposition for a given disease. I knew someone, uh, oh, some 20 years ago in Colorado who, he was in his uh, early 40s, and his both his uncle and his father died in their 40s. And so he was concerned he was getting mm -hmm. close to, not sure if he's still alive, we lost contact, but have you... Uh, and I think we probably talked about that too with uh, heart disease in the last podcast. What about you, Nikki? Do you have any family that have been affected by heart disease? Um, yeah, my dad had um, some stents put in, and he—I think he had a, a light stroke. Um, he had some stuff going on. Yeah, both and he was. Go ahead. Yeah, he wasn't super old. I mean, he wasn't super young either, but I think he was probably in his fifties. Did he pass away from, from that or something else? You know, it's it's questionable. He was riding a motorcycle on a fun run, and the person behind him thought that, you know, he may have had a stroke mm. while he was riding because he's a really good rider. Um, but he went around a turn, and, like, his, something happened. And so it's questionable. He may have had a stroke. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very possible that... Uh, you know, and I think motorcycles are, are a big one there, too, since they're only two wheels. And, and uh, if something goes on, <clears throat> you're more likely to crash than, than not. So very possible. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I've had both my mothers had a, had a stroke, survived a stroke about 15 years ago. And my father ultimately died that way. He had a pig valve put in his heart as well as a, a stent in his aorta. Next one, smoking. Nicotine tightens your blood vessels and carbon monoxide can damage their inner lining, making them more susceptible to atherosclerosis. Heart attacks are more common in smokers than in non-smokers. Both my parents were smokers, though my father quit in his 50s. My mother did not quit until she was in her 70s. Yeah, but ironically, she's 89, and he lived to be 89. For her, anyway, that's not what's uh, been the problem so far. My uh, dad's for a but, while, too. Yeah, he was a smoker as well. He quit um, when I was young. So we used to take his cigarette packs and hide them and break his cigarettes. And <laughs> we used to taunt him. 
so he gave up. But yeah, um, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it now. And his parents both smoked, so he grew up around secondhand smoke as well. Yeah, smoking was such a big part of the world back then. Now it's vaping, and vaping's proving to have more, mm. more causing more health problems than the cigarettes, I'm afraid. Oh, Let's really? See. Yeah, in many ways, wow. especially in young people. Let's see, uh, poor diet. We're always talking about poor diet. High, a diet high in fats, poor, bad fats, salt, sugar, and cholesterol can contribute to the development of heart disease. Now, we've talked about cholesterol a bit, how the liver is what produces the cholesterol, not the cholesterol necessarily that you eat. And I believe also that uh, part of the reason the liver is producing more cholesterol is because you've already got vascular damage in your system and, and the cholesterol tends to uh, gather in those places where uh, uh, in the parts of your vascular system where uh, the blood flow tends to slow, uh, kind of like on a riverbed in a stream where the sand tends to uh, gather or be uh, deposited in areas of slow movement. So that's a whole other podcast. We talked about cholesterol in the past, but those are many things that contribute to heart disease. Uh, high blood pressure. Uncontrolled high blood pressure can result in hardening and thickening of your arteries, narrowing the vessels through which blood flows. So there's another cause of the narrowing and hardening of the arteries is uh, chronic uh, high blood pressure. That's why they're always wanting to get your blood pressure down because mm. uh, basically uh, you've got muscle in your vessels that relax and contract, open and close those vessels. And uh, kind of like, I mean, I, I kind of look like it, look at it like uh, working out. You know, you're exercising a lot, you're building, making those muscles uh, stronger, bigger. Same kind of thing happening in your arteries. You got high pressure, uh, it's forcing your body, your body's basically laying down uh, or strengthening those, those muscles in your vessels, at least for a time, uh, until they finally get to a point to where they give out. For instance, the valves in your lower limbs, uh, you have backflow valves in your veins and uh, those weaken and that's why you develop things like varicose veins uh, as well as hemorrhoids are connected to that too weakening of those valves in the veins i have both of those things you do yeah uh oh well yeah you need to work on improving your uh, vascular health and uh, some of those things include uh, again like we talked about uh, eating more uh, Fish with omega-3s, uh, walnuts have omega-3s, and we've talked about that in the past. Things yeah. Where the omega-3s are, uh, B vitamins are very important for vascular health. So those are, you know, eating foods high in B vitamins yeah. is recommended, or taking whole food supplements. C diabetes. I started doing salmon. Yes. I started eating yes. salmon. Um, I throw it in eggs, like an omelet with vegetables, like asparagus and onions and bell peppers. And um, so I do, I'm noticing my gut health is a lot better. Great. Yeah. And other yeah. things like cod, uh, you mentioned in the intro, uh, tuna. And uh, cod, though, not quite as high in, in fats as the other ones. It, I, I tend to like it a little more just because the flavors aren't so strong. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, they're all good and healthy for you. We know that people who... Uh, Currently, who live the longest tend to be those who live near the coast and tend to eat a lot more sea food and sea mm. fish. See, diabetes, increase your risk of heart disease. Both conditions share similar risk factors such as obesity and high blood pressure. 
being obese or excessively overweight worsens your risk factor. Uh, again, you've got uh, the body, the heart has to work a lot harder to pump the blood through the body when you're overweight or ex excessively overweight. Inactivity, lack of exercise is a big one too because uh, you know, you've got to exercise your heart. Uh, so working out, exercising keeps your heart pumping and people who exercise frequently, their heart goes faster when they're exercising, but guess what? It tends to go slower than the average person when you're not exercising. Whereas someone who doesn't exercise, their heart is constantly beating at, at a higher rate. So it's actually working harder than someone who would consistently exercise on a daily or at least, a, you know, I would say two to four times a week at least mm -hmm. um, for people. Stress is another one. Stress, you know, we do a lot of emotional therapies, work with a lot of people with emotional issues in our practice as well. And that's a big one. Uh, when you're stressed out and constantly worried about your life or things going on in your life, when things aren't working out the way you think they should, or you're constantly dealing with uh, little fires and new things happening all the time, learning how to cope with those things in a calm way uh, definitely reduces your uh, the stress on your whole body, uh, your brain, your organs, your heart, everything. So we always encourage people to, if, if they're stressed out all the time, seek help because you'll live a, a, not only a longer life, but a much better quality of life. Uh, dental health is something people don't often think of, but poor dental health, uh, infections in the gums often uh, are the cause uh, where those infections, if not kept in check or healed, those germs can get into the bloodstream and travel through the body. And if they hit your heart, they can cause uh, infection in your heart and cause the heart to enlarge and give out. So that's always a concern, especially in the elderly with their teeth. So, those are the risk factors. Let's go on to complications. Okay. Heart failure. One of the most common complications of heart disease, heart failure occurs when your heart can't pump enough blood to meet your body's needs. Heart failure can result from many forms of heart disease, including heart defects, cardiovascular disease, valvular heart disease, heart infections, or, or enlarging of the heart. Cardiomyopathy, inflammation of the heart. So... Those are things that uh, lead to heart failure. You know, I often find people, they'll use the term, oh, they're in heart failure. Well, people can live many months, even years in, in heart failure. If it's mild, oftentimes they get a lot of swelling in the, in the lower limbs because the heart's not pumping the blood enough to keep the fluid uh, flowing quickly enough to get back to your heart. Mm. So you tend to, uh, that fluid tends to seep into your tissues and then you get a lot of swelling in the legs and feet common thing mm -hmm. when someone's in a state of heart failure heart attacks a blood clot blocking blood flow through a blood vessel that feeds the heart causes a heart attack possibly damage or destroying a part of the heart muscle so you know atherosclerosis so blocking a, you know coronary artery disease and the coronary arteries the uh, artery that supplies blood to the heart oftentimes uh, building up a plaque in that area can then cause narrowing. Uh, you often hear of people getting stents in that artery and in other areas and vessels around the heart. You know, you hear, oh, they had bypass surgery. Well, and that's what that's about too. But also a heart attack, which is reduced blood flow to the heart. So the heart's 
basically stops or it goes into uh, uh, starts fibrillating really fast or really slow uh, it can happen in different ways but ultimately uh, it's not pumping enough blood and you get a lot of pain and we talked about those things too strokes the risk factors that lead to cardiovascular di disease can also lead to an ischemic stroke which happens when the arteries to your brain are narrowed or blocked so that too little blood reaches your brain a stroke is a medical emergency. Brain tissue begins to die within just a few minutes of a stroke. So that's a big one that, you know, oftentimes you see people with half their body, one side of their body. Um, though the, neurologically, uh, we have nerves that go, your upper body is affected by, uh, um, typically they alternate or move. So for instance, if you tend to, get drooping on the right side of your face or your right hand is affected, then it, you tend to also get the left side, the left leg tends to be more affected because of the neurological system and how it's affected in, in the case of a stroke is right side of the brain. <laughs> if that makes, that, that's a whole nother topic we could probably talk about for a while, <laughs> but that's a common thing. See, uh, peripheral artery disease. Uh, when you develop peripheral artery disease, your extremities, usually your legs, don't receive enough blood flow. This causes symptoms, most notably leg pain. When walking, atherosclerosis can lead to peripheral artery disease. Aneurysms, uh, that's where you, uh, your blood vessels become weakened and then the wall of, of the arteries uh, tend to uh, pouch out or become weakened and then at some point they can burst. Uh, that's where they'll go in and they'll put in uh, a stent so that it uh, keeps from doing that. Um, reinforces it as my uh, father had done to his aorta. Uh, see, sudden cardiac arrest. Sudden cardiac arrest. Dr. Call. Yes. My aunt on my dad's side had a brain aneurysm and was in the hospital for quite a while. Not recently, but I'm just saying. So that's in my family history too. Yeah. Actually, my stepmother, she had an aneurysm in her brain as well, and they went in and they fixed it, uh, and they were able to do that, so that was pretty amazing. Wow. Um, they put little okay. clips over the little arteries that uh, are moving through the brain, at least in the, it was more closer to a brain stem, so they were able to access it more easily. Uh, did she survive the aneurysm? She did, yeah. She was in the hospital for a while. So I they were months. able to fix it. Um, I think it burst, and um, I can't remember if it was an aortic aneurysm. Usually, but... if, if the aorta bursts, you're done. Oh, uh, okay, so probably because, not that then. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's a major, major artery leading to your heart, you know, uh, or connected mm -hmm. to your heart, uh, and taking the blood away from your heart. Uh, so you bleed out really fast if the aorta bursts. Oh, yeah. See, uh, but sometimes in the brain, uh, depending on the area where uh, there's an aneurysm, if it bursts, uh, over time the the body will reabsorb that blood that's leaked in around those tissues. Typically, if blood touches the brain, it kills those cells around there. But the brain wow. is so amazing that it can, uh, over time, uh, depending on where it occurs, you can function can come back uh, with therapy. See, mm -hmm. last one, sudden, sudden cardiac arrest. Sudden cardiac arrest is the sudden unexpected loss of heart function. 
breathing, and consciousness, often caused mm -hmm. by an arrhythmia. Sudden cardiac arrest is a medical emergency. If not treated immediately, it results in sudden cardiac death. So that uh, um, can, again, be caused by clots and uh, blockage. Mm. Let's see. Let's go on to prevention. Okay. Certain types of heart disease, such as heart defects, can be prevented. However, the same lifestyle changes that can improve your heart disease can help you prevent it, including C, and we've kind of, prevention and risk factors are, are similar. Let's see, don't smoke. So quit smoking and quit vaping. Let's yes. see, find other ways to uh, get enjoyment out of life, and there are many. Control other health conditions, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. Uh, you know, as a natural health care provider, uh, our ways of helping high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes, uh, especially late-onset diabetes or type 2, these things can all be improved on and resolved through uh, healthy eating, uh, reducing your stress levels, and exercise, uh, unless your condition is so extreme and has been going on for many years, and sometimes you're only options are to keep taking the meds, but uh, I find it ironic and frustrating that these days they're, that in the medical community they're, we're into uh, preventative medicine now. Um, let's see, let's give you cholesterol meds even when you don't have high cholesterol. So mm. those kinds of things frustrate me. They're unnecessary mm -hmm. and an overuse, I think, of medications. Just another way the big farm is selling more meds, in my opinion. Let's mm -hmm. see, exercise at least 30 minutes a day on most days of the week. Those are, the, the actual time is up and down in different research, but uh, I think that's a good thing to follow there. And if you can do it daily, even better. Uh, but I think I think it also doesn't hurt to have a day off here and there in between. It's like bodybuilders, they've learned over time that it's it's not good to to work out every day or at least every segment of the body every day uh, because you yeah. do, you your body needs time to recover from from certain types of exercise. Now, if you're walking, uh, doing basic, uh, simple exercises, then you're not affected by that as much. And, and I think that's much healthier anyway, fast walking like three to four miles an hour. See, eat yeah. a diet that's low in salt and saturated fats. Okay, so this article is talking about at least the diet, uh, a lot more to it than just low salt and saturated fats. So we've talked about, you know, the Gershon diet. Uh, it's one of the things they say that uh, leads to the uh, mutation of cells is excessive salt in the cells and not enough potassium. See, stay at a healthy weight. Uh, keep uh, um, and, and what leads to overweight people anyway? It's eating the wrong foods. It's eating too much of fats and and carbohydrates or fats and sugars, and mm -hmm. not enough protein and no exercise and and overeating, eating, bring putting in more fuel than are needed, and so your body keeps storing the excess. Um, again, we've talked about reduce and manage your stress. So if you need a therapist, find a therapist if that's the only way you can reduce stress. But things that reduce stress naturally, getting enough sleep, exercise, eating the right foods, uh, being in control of your environment, recognizing your triggers, and uh, either relieving those triggers or, or changing those triggers, which we're able to do with the therapies we do through hypnosis and some of the mind-body balance work we do with patients, you can change the triggers, alter the triggers, or, or get rid of the triggers so that they're not triggering a stress episode. 
and things that often would bother you can be changed. See, and uh, practice good hygiene. Uh, and that goes back to the infection of, the, I think they're referencing the, the mouth specifically and other areas, you know, showering, bathing, uh, keeping uh, yourself clean is important and uh, avoiding gum disease, things like that. And there are natural ways to do that too. We recommend to our patients rinsing with uh, colloidal silver, the uh, <clears throat> coconut poles you've probably heard of as well, rinsing your mouth for mm -hmm. uh, 15 to 20 minutes with uh, coconut oil. Those have been shown to uh, pull some of the bacteria out of your out of your gums and your mouth to keep your mouth clean. Uh, there are yeah. antibacterial benefits of things like uh, certain oils like coconut oil, though it's mild, antibacterial form. And, you know, we could get into that more and more on another podcast about um, natural oral hygiene. So mm -hmm. I think, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share, Nikki? Um, I did the coconut pulling before. I've done that. I've had my kids do it, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how um, it just, like, your teeth are so shiny afterward because it just, like, cleans all the nitty-gritty out. Yep, it's pulling junk out of your teeth as well as your gums, both. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, thought it made your teeth look really shiny and pretty. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And we've done uh, colloidal silver, ionic silver, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, that is antimicrobial, antibacterial, and antifungal, and uh it can be used just about anywhere on the outside of your body as well. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Kell, for explaining the risk factors, complications, and how to prevent heart disease. That was super interesting. Anything else, Dr. Kell? No, we're good. And thanks for listening, everybody. We drop our podcast every Tuesday. Thanks, Dr. Kell. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. Talk okay. Thanks, soon. everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For questions or comments, please email us at healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-L-L -L at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on standard process whole food supplements at holistichealth.standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And... For natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at oceanbaynaturals.com. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. 
While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling. Thank you.